The Craig Fawley Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Lynette's Shrimp House, located in Highland Park. It's Metro Detroit's premier destination, serving juicy fried shrimp, fish, and wings, alongside soul food sides and new additions to the menu, like turkey tacos and desserts. Located at 13548 Woodward in Highland Park, just north of the Davidson, Lynette's is open for takeaway, noon to 8, Tuesday and Thursday, noon to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, and noon to 5 p.m. on Sunday. Call now, get some Lynette's. Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome to the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. Glad to have you with me today. And if you know anything about me, you know I spent a significant chunk of my time uh, in the city of Detroit uh, working on creating housing stability and creating stability within the neighborhoods in the city of Detroit. And there are so many different things that go into that. One of the really, really critical components of making sure that neighborhoods are stable in Detroit is making sure that people get to stay in their homes. And that has been a huge, huge part of the effort that the city of Detroit has put forward in a long time, but also the Rocket Community Fund, which of course is part of the Rocket family of companies, Dan Gilbert, et cetera. They've been working on this quite a bit. They just announced something new. Uh, They're partnering with a whole bunch of nonprofits in the community to create something called the Detroit Housing Network. And joining me right now to talk a little bit more about it is Laura Graneman, who is the vice president of the Rocket Community Fund. She is somebody I have worked with in the past as we rolled out a program called Rehabbed and Ready in the city of Detroit, which was a partnership between the Land Bank and, of course, uh, Rocket. Uh, Laura, welcome to the program. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks, Craig. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, and like I said at the beginning, this is a lot more than just building affordable housing. I mean, that's something everybody says we need more of. But the key to affordable housing in the city of Detroit, it seems to me, begins and ends really with stabilizing the housing stock that's already there. Some of it obviously is not in in great condition, but keeping people in their homes is the main thing that we need to do to make sure that the neighborhoods stay strong. Uh And it certainly seems as if uh, you guys have really sort of figured this out and have poured a lot of resources and time into this. Well, I don't know that I would say we've figured it out. uh, We're all on a journey (laughs) of figuring this out together. And I think that's the important part, right, is that we're we're all committed to building relationships and partnerships that that are going to support um, housing stability across our city. Um, and, And they are incredibly complex challenges that we're working with. Uh, you know, comparables and tax foreclosure issues and access to repair and rehab resources. These are all massive challenges, but we feel like um, as, you know, the nation's largest mortgage lender and headquartered here in the city of Detroit, we think that we, Rocket Mortgage and the Rock family of companies have a really unique uh, set of tools to bring to some of these challenges. Um, And we're excited to be able to, to launch partnerships like the Detroit Housing Network where we're, we're, we're not just investing uh, in, in you know, the ability to access tools directly by homeowners, but we're also investing in this broader ecosystem that's going to support homeowners, home buyers, renters to be able to stay in their homes more sustainably. Well, and, and that seems to be a big part of the problem because, I mean, there have been a number of programs that have been availed over the years to help people stay in their homes, to avoid tax foreclosure, to avoid mortgage foreclosure. Uh, but it seems that we have not done the best job of getting the word out that there indeed are resources out there and organizations that exist just to help this type of situation. Uh Talk a little bit about the challenge that you have found that is out there when it comes to actually letting people know that there are options. 
Yeah, that's such an important point. And, you know, we've been we've been engaged in this space for uh, basically the entire time we've been in Detroit. So nearly 10 years now. Um, and that has been one of the most consistent challenges. We've built programs to support residents at risk of property tax foreclosure and residents who need repair resources and and on and on and on. Um, but one of the most difficult challenges is that the resident who needs property tax foreclosure support is also going to need other types of support. And to put the, the burden on the resident to have to know how to navigate through partner to partner to partner, you know, exactly which one provides which type of support is really challenging for the resident primarily. And so this uh, this partnership, the Detroit Housing Network, is going to take that burden off of the resident and put it onto us as an organization, as an ecosystem, you know, all of the organizations out there who are meant to support the end user. And so the, the resident can ultimately just go straight to one individual organization, uh, a local CDC trusted partner, and they will be able to get all of the resources that they need, whether it's home buyer education or credit counseling or uh, rental eviction support or any of the above, right? Um, so it, it takes the burden off of the resident and and uh, shifts it so that we as an ecosystem are, are taking that burden on instead. Well, and, and that's one of the things that I learned when I was working for the city and trying to actually help people stay in their homes that were dealing with these types of issues is that, you know, there were so many different silos out there. You know, you had yeah. one organization that specialized in, in foreclosure prevention. You had another one that specialized in figuring out ways to get grants for, for home repairs. Um, and some of them were geographically limited. They, they only serviced a small area. So knowing who to call uh, was a, a difficult thing. I mean, we talk about one-stop shops all the time for various aspects of governmental function. Uh, that's really what seems to be going on here. Yes, that is the ultimate goal, is to build the one-stop shop of housing stability so that you don't have to know exactly who to call. Um, but rather, you can go to your neighborhood nonprofit and they will be able to support you in, in whatever you need and be able to make those connections for you. And we're really, really proud of that partnership. Um, and, you know, it was a result of us and the city and CHN partners and these six nonprofits coming together to build something that we think is going to be uh, bigger than any one of us individually. And it's going to help break down some of those silos. Well, and I should remind folks, some of the organizations you're working with here, uh, Bridging Communities, Central Detroit Christian CDC, uh, Jefferson East Incorporated, Matrix Human Services, You Snapback, uh, Wayne Metro Community Action Agency. Uh, these are all organizations that have been in this space for a long time. What was their reaction uh, to this idea and, and uh, their willingness to participate? Well, all of them have been absolutely fantastic partners. And from the very beginning, we've been working with them to define what some of these resources should look like. Because actually, most of them, if not all of them, had some form or another of all of these resources already. But what we needed to do was add additional capacity to make sure that uh, each organization was set up well to respond to any request or any need that an individual resident might have. So it's about not just the one individual organization, but also creating some consistency across the network so that if a resident goes to bridging communities, they're going to get the same information as if they went to CDC, Central Detroit Christian, right? Sure. 
Well, I should remind folks, my guest is Laura Graneman. She's vice president of the Rocket Community Fund. We're talking about the new Detroit Housing Network. And again, you can find that. It's uh, DetroitHousingNetwork.org. Again, that's sort of one-stop shop for uh, all kinds of information about uh, homeowner assistance that that exists out there. And, you know, I, I want to talk about this from, from Rocket's perspective here, too, though. I mean, there's been a number of programs that your company has been involved in over the years. Uh, the Detroit Tax Relief Fund comes to mind, which was just unveiled uh, uh a couple of years ago to really help people get out from underneath some of their, their homeowners uh, property tax debt. Uh, you've got rehab and ready, which again, I was a part of in terms of rehabbing homes and making sure that neighborhoods were gaining value in terms of property values. That's a huge part of this too, but by stabilizing this end of things, I'm assuming that that's going to help all these other programs sort of meet their full potential. Yeah, it's, it's one long spectrum, right? So our our goal is to, no matter what part of that spectrum that you're on, whether you are currently on the verge of homelessness or whether you are a renter who really should take that next step and, and become a homeowner because that's what's right for you and your family, it doesn't matter, right? We want to be able to create a support system for you wherever you're at in your homeownership journey. Um, and, and so that's about building partnerships, with CDCs, with trusted community partners, with uh, the city of Detroit that are going to really meet the root cause of some of these challenges, uh, like property tax foreclosure, like the inability to get access to financing. Um, and I'm really proud that that a lot of the work that we've put together has, has really systemically shifted some of these conversations, especially on the property tax foreclosure side. Yeah. And, and, and again, and I don't, this is not a bad thing necessarily, but this is also good for the company as a whole. I mean, you want to be able to lend in the city of Detroit. That's one of the signs of a healthy real estate market and, and one that's functioning properly. And we have made great strides over the last few years in, in more people qualifying and getting financing for these homes in the city of Detroit. Do we see a light at the end of the tunnel on that question? Because there's still a lot of work to do there. There certainly is still a lot of work to do, but um, I do believe that we we are more hopeful now than ever about housing stability in the city of Detroit. We've seen some of these massive challenges like property tax foreclosure. Uh, you know, Again, we still have work to do on the property tax foreclosure side as well. Don't get me wrong. But we have the tools that we need to be able to, to offer the right services to residents to make sure that residents are able to stay in their home. And we have this unprecedented opportunity in Detroit to uh, make sure that our residents are owning property before land values get too high across the city. And that, that is really, really important because everyone across the city of Detroit has this opportunity to be part of the growth of of the city. And and that's really what we want to make sure uh, we're supporting through these programs where we're ensuring that people are able to keep their home and know what they need to do to be homeowners for the long run. Well, well, Laura, I mean, it's it's always interesting to me that there's discussions about, you know, development that's happening in downtown Detroit and in Midtown and places like that. And, uh, you know, talking about affordability in those areas. Um, there is affordability still in the city of Detroit. Uh, there is affordable housing out there and there's opportunities for home ownership that maybe don't exist in a lot of the communities that really have seen much more significant gentrification than Detroit has at this point. I mean, do you look at this as a, as sort of a, a situation to be like, we can stabilize this before that ever becomes a problem um, and is now the time to get it done because this could become a problem. I mean, you never know which neighborhood's going to become hot. 
No, that's that's absolutely right. We want to make sure that people have home ownership opportunities, land ownership opportunities before our land values get 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 too high. Um, and not that that's happening at scale right now, but uh, no. that, that we want to make sure that that we are in a great position as a city to be able to be uh, in a in a position to 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 not have gentrification be a massive challenge for us. Um, and you know, for owners who are are uh, struggling right now, we know that we have the tools in our toolkit to be able to maintain homeownership, especially when it comes to things like property tax foreclosure. One thing that I would add, Craig, even though land values are low, maintenance values are high. And so that's one of the biggest challenges that we are we are trying to grapple with right now and why this Detroit Housing Network is going to be so important for us. Because again, to get repair access to repair funds, to make sure that you are able to maintain your property taxes. Those are things that we have tools for, but you need to be able to know where to go to be able to access those tools. You know, well, in an era of, of you know, trillions of dollars that we're talking about for some federal programs and, and, and ideas that are out there. I mean, somebody sees $2.2 million on, on an investment like this, but not, and not recognizing what kind of mileage you get out of $2.2 million of this type of investment, because this is more than we've seen in this type of a project around here in a long time. Uh, how do you leverage that $2.2 million to make a, a billions and billions of dollars worth of impact? Well, it's uh, what I would say is it's all part of of you know this larger ecosystem, and this two point two million dollar investment is going to be able to build a stronger foundation for these six CDCs, where they're then able to be part of of a network that offers consistent services, and and then is able to leverage federal dollars in a more effective and efficient way. Well, nothing at Rocket is done without metrics. Um, so I have to wonder, and this is just based on my experience with the company in the past, it's not a bad thing. It's smart. Um, but what what metrics are you going to be looking at to gauge whether or not this is having the desired impact? Well, I think the you know the metrics that we are always looking at across the city are around um, homeownership versus rental, around uh, property tax foreclosure risk and delinquency, um, and and really around uh, you know we do a lot of direct outreach uh, to homeowners across the city. We're reaching out to roughly sixty thousand people on an annual basis, um, all of whom are at risk of property tax foreclosure. And we get a lot of information by asking some pretty strategic questions there to understand more about the needs in the home, like repair needs uh, and, 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 and beyond. And so those are the types of metrics that we're looking at here. Um, and, and this one individual investment, the, housing, um, the Detroit Housing Network, is really important. I wouldn't say that this one has some clear metrics associated with it. It's it's about something bigger, right? It's about building an ecosystem that's going to be able to support people in the long run. So we're not looking for metrics tomorrow or next month or next year. We're looking for metrics in the next decade uh, to make sure that our housing uh, is supportive and that our homeowners are supported. You know, but you have to look at this past year as, as being just, you know, obviously a complete oddity as a result of the pandemic. But we've seen moratoriums on foreclosures and evictions that have been happening. And, and it really gave us some time to yes. sort of get a handle on the problem a little bit and look at it a little bit differently. And I don't want to suggest that there's any silver lining that goes along with this pandemic because it's been devastating to to the community. But when you look at that aspect of it, um, it has given us some time, hasn't it, to sort of revisit our approach to these types of things? Because we know what hasn't been working for a long time. We've seen the destruction of some of our old policies. 
you know, when you look at the treasurer's office, when you look at the, the way the city of Detroit is approaching these things uh, and, and companies like your own, has this time given us any more wisdom? Yes. So I 100% agree there's no silver lining to a pandemic. Um, also, we were able to launch the Detroit Tax Relief Fund uh, back in March. And that was a, a fund, a $15 million fund because of the Gilbert Family Foundation and the Rocket Community Fund that will pay off the back taxes of any low income homeowner, anyone who can qualify for the homeowner's property tax assistance program. It's mm -hmm. a revolutionary fund. Nothing like it has ever existed before. And if you or anyone you know um, needs support, absolutely reach out because that is it, it is going to be able to help you. Um, resources like that that are pretty new in our ecosystem need time to be able to be uh, talked about, discussed, you know, to build trust with residents, to make sure residents are reaching out on a regular basis and getting the help that they need. And so I would say um, that the, the, the moratorium on occupied foreclosures this year is going to be a game changer for us to be able to reach all of the people who need the support. Well, you, you mentioned trust, and I want to talk about that. Trust in the community is critical to this. Um, how are you going to know or, you know, if indeed it is working? Because people are so reluctant to talk about their financial problems. They they Often their own families don't know that they're having problems with their taxes or on the verge of foreclosure. They, they bury their heads in the sand, frankly. Uh, getting them to open up about their problems and, and be honest is the first only way to really solve them. Uh, are we any closer to sort of cracking the code on that wall of silence that sometimes exists when it comes to this stuff? You know, I think we are. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of signs of hope there as well. And, and the first thing that I think really cracked the code for us was admitting as a community that we have a problem, right? It, it is not just you. If, if you are listening to this right now and you are struggling with your back taxes, it is not just you. We have a system that has uh, really been failing Detroit residents in terms of the way that our property taxes have been levied across the city. Um, therefore, uh, if you're feeling isolated or frustrated by this problem, I promise you, your neighbors, your family, uh, your friends are feeling it as well. Um, and so that was really the first step where we were able to go to every person who was experiencing property tax distress, um, about 60,000 people in our community, and talk to them individually about what resources might be able to help them. Um, and that was that was really revolutionary as well, because again, it, we met people where they were at, we talked to them one-on-one, -on -one, and again, we acknowledged that you are not alone. Well, well, Laura, I want to ask one last question here, and, and that's about the city itself. I mean, it, it looks as if they are sort of welcoming this idea uh, with pretty open arms here. Um, you know, hearing Mayor Duggan talk about it the other day, suggesting that this is exactly the type of help that he needs from the private sector. Um, so talk a bit about that and, um, you know, how receptive they were to this idea and what they how receptive they've been to all the other programs that you've been putting out there. The city has really been an absolutely fantastic partner. Um, we could not ask for, I think, a more um, thoughtful, intentional uh, group of people to be able to work with. And, and we've been proud to be able to partner with them on this. I think we brought as much to the table as they brought. Um, so it was really an equal partnership in thinking through how we could set this up, how it could be as meaningful as possible, who to bring to the table. And, and again, the right way to listen to residents' needs so that we're really meeting the root of, of the issue. 
All right. Well, Laura Graneman has been my guest again. She is the vice president of the Rocket Community Fund. They are uh, one of the people that has announced a new Detroit Housing Network. In fact, coming up with the funding, $2.2 million to create this Detroit Housing Network to help you figure out your potential problems and how to get out of them if indeed you find yourself behind the eight ball when it comes to property taxes and any number of other issues in your neighborhood. Again, that's DetroitHousingNetwork.org is the new site that is going to be up there to help people. Uh, Laura, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. And uh, I, I hope I didn't miss anything there. If I did, now is your opportunity. No, thanks, Craig. That was that was great. A great overview. And I would just encourage anyone who needs any support to reach out. You're not alone. All right. Thank you, Laura. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for listening to The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. I really do appreciate all of your support. Don't forget, if you like this podcast, it's important that you share it, that you rate this podcast, and that, of course, you subscribe to this podcast. It all helps. And the more sponsors we get, the more interviews we can do, the more shows I can put together. And I certainly do uh, want to make sure that you are enjoying what you're listening to. So if you have suggestions, you can reach out to me. The Craig Folly Show at gmail.com. Again, that's the Craig Folly Show at gmail.com. You can get through to me that way. It's very, very easy to do. And you can find me on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Snapchat, just about anywhere. In the meantime, I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. The Craig Folly Show is made possible in part by Deadline Detroit. Deadline Detroit has some of the best journalists in the city. We're asking you to support independent local journalism by joining our $3 a month membership. By joining, you become eligible to win prizes, including tickets for sporting events and gift cards to some of Detroit's best restaurants. Just go to our website and click the ad at the top or go to www.deadlinedetroit.com membership.